0: Hi. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> uh, we just came out of Climax. Yeah, I on the way, 2018, baby.
1: <laughs> um, as you can hear from our Twins of Voices, we have very different reactions. I'm really, feel really down, <laughs> like feel really depressed and I feel
0: very upset.
1: <laughs> Mary feels like really elated. I want to go clubbing. Yeah. But...
0: Is very dis- disturbing, probably, but
1: um I love l- the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack too. I like yeah. all the dancing bits. I think I think it really works as a horror film, and I think it really works as a dance film. Yeah, and so I think he's succeeded as the success of a film. Yeah. Doesn't make me like him yeah. anymore, but I do think it's all it's all very good. It's uh it, like had especially as a yeah. horror film, it had all of the elements, the tropes, that, you know, all yeah. of the, the sort of misleading, horrifying things like throughout all, all of the terrible, terrible things that happened, it was still that guy things that made me the yeah. most upset yeah. throughout the entire film. <laughs> just kept going back to him. I just couldn't bear it. Yeah. It was
0: hideous. A like body horror. It was that like body horror. Yeah. It was hideous. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And there's so many weird little things. Like, because um, the thing is, when I saw the trailer, I did. I really didn't know what to expect. And in the trailer, the sangria is very prominent. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, it just gets mentioned a lot. And then. Um, i I did think that it's interesting um like you know like the little subtitle, like the sort of um i guess chapter titles yeah very goddard very goddard Goddard. um but also because there's it's all to do with life and death right Mm -hmm. and um yeah i thought do you think there's a significance in their names like in the in, in the dancers' names, I
1: only caught a few of their names.
0: Yeah. Um, See, I I think there is.
1: Okay, you, you tell me you tell me what you think of Gaspar Noé, and I'll tell you what I think. of Okay, Gaspar Noé, that
0: sounds like a good and like like we we'll yes. so <laughs> We're gonna get through it now. <laughs> yeah. I love Gaspar. Yeah. I think he's uh, such a little troll, mm-hmm. and I love him for that. Mm-hmm. I think cinema needs him. Interesting. Uh, I think he is. Like he likes it dis- just he like he's a shit disturber, he's a shit stirrer. But he's also a talented filmmaker. Like half the time I was sitting there just looking at the the, the tracking. I'm thinking, how the fuck did he do that? Like, how did he actually maneuver that camera around? Yeah, that camera, is, camera work is beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so much better than in Enter the Void
1: when I felt like Blair w- Which project sick. <laughs> like, I thought, it was, I, if it didn't stop in the first, like, yeah. minutes, I was going to have to leave the cinema and just up. Yeah. So, this is much nicer. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it, smooth. it's, it's really very smooth. It's really smooth. It's very seamless. It felt like dancing. It felt like, because maybe because they were dancers. Yeah. It felt like, They're great know, performers. It felt like, like, like this really beautiful
0: sequence where it followed like everyone around everyone yeah. knew their cue. Yeah. That was really beautiful. Everyone knew their cue and everyone you I felt like I was physically there. Yeah. Same. And and there was absolutely no I, there was total suspension of disbelief almost as soon as the real party sequence starts after they do their like dance routine. Um but I have to say that I mean I know that he's obsessed with like typical things that the enfant terrible like to do, you know, like um, Sex, death, and love, and I don't know all that kind of stuff. I'm
1: going to take issue with love, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, I think I think he's he's kind of I think he's anti love. I think if you like if you love
1: drugs, then you love Gaspar Noé. But
0: I don't know if you love drugs. I haven't done enough of different kinds of drugs to say Mm -hmm. Uh, the drugs I've done I've loved. Yeah, you see, I don't. Okay. I hate
1: being high. It's like my worst. So right. that that watching that film okay. was my absolute
0: nightmare. Oh It my really, God. really tapped
1: into all of the things I'm completely terrified of. Yeah. Um, I hate it, and I hate people who love drugs, apart from apparently you. <laughs> um, I you know I don't hate them, yeah, but yeah, I find yeah. it diffi- we we don't connect. Mm. So I need yeah. So when it comes to Gaspar Noé, I need someone mm. with me who loves drugs. Mm, and so... you know, but I also think that. There's also something about what he's into mm. that I just that just makes me so angry. Mm, mm, I think mm. that women in his films are just, and I haven't used this phrase, I don't think ever, mm. in talking about a film, women are just sex objects, mm. and I, I don't want to sound like Andrea Dworkin, because no, I want to no. think that we've come further than that, but when I watch Gaspar Noé, they're literally, they're objects of, well, they're not just sex objects, they're rape objects or incest objects, in every single Gaspar Noé film, mm. they're just, that's all they are, they're like, they're... But what about the men?
0: The men always They're not the men are equally in the gutter. In no the way. gutter, but they're not objects in the same way as, as women are. Mm. Um, I mean they're
1: all but I think they're all quite bad characters. Mm. I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. and uh, this felt better. These characters felt a little bit better. I think maybe it was improvised. Mm. I don't know. it got the sense yeah. that it was improvised. Because yeah. Gaspar no I is a terrible writer <laughs> as well. Like the, like, like Pastor lines in Enter the Void are just like but so nonsensical and so far away from how a person really speaks mm, mm, mm. so that's one thing and the other thing that really annoys me about Gaspar Noir is his obsession with um abortions mm. yeah I find I, I, I don't understand it and it seems it seems to me a, I think that the only narrative that he thinks women can have is pregnancy, because women are always pregnant in his films. You think that, that's like that's like the story, that's like women's stories, that's mm. what happened. What could happen to a woman? What could happen to a woman? What mm. could a woman do? Oh, she can get pregnant. Mm. That's the yeah. only idea he has about women. Mm. And then, I don't know what this thing is with abortions, but he's just completely obsessed. He hates life. He hates Does life. he hate? I don't know. No, it, feels ha- like it feels like a real judgement. It feels like a real judgement on women, that close-up of the foetus in End of the Void. And it's just like he's—I oh, don't know what he's got against like mothers, but he, it feels like this really strong complex, and it yeah. offends me, and it makes me feel really attacked. Do you
0: think that he's? Do you think that he's um, specifically targeting women? Like he, he feels like there's some. You think it's like nostalgic? Like I think it's specific. Okay. okay. Yeah. I think see. I don't see it like that at all. No. No, not at all. I don't think it's gendered like that. I don't think it's like. I think he. The, the storyline of the abortion, in my view. Um, just from the experiential feeling I get in his films I think that actually like all of our life forms freak him the fuck out and he I think he on some level and I could be completely wrong but that's the feeling I get watching his films I think that he, he kind of wishes that he was aborted honestly I think he's he's some kind of freak who and I say that with the most all the love in my eyes because I actually love him I, I really love him and someone's gotta
1: so.
0: I know it's a tough job someone's yeah. gotta do and that's me <laughs> but I think I have a lot of sympathy for him because I think that I think for him his whole life is a bad trip mm-hmm. and he he's. it's not that he's targeting women for being in a position to either give birth or give you know or, or have an abortion I don't think he's making moral judgments like that I think that on some level, the abortion is some kind is a symbol of hope for him because it means that that being that what you know was not didn't, didn't enter the world probably got out easy. I mm-hmm. think for him, it's, some sim, it, it's as sick as that, but that okay, the reason I'm saying this, and I feel like at this point, uh, we can have a cut for those who might want to skip the spoiler. Okay, And maybe, for those of you who've seen it, continue listening. Oh yeah, I think I already accidentally spoiled. Because the girl who spiked them all, right? The the, the, the one, the German one. Her her name is Psyche. Is it now? Yeah. Mm. Her name is Psyche. In Greek mythology, Psyche is the breath of life. She's the one who poisoned them all. Life poisoned them. Life fucked them up. Mm -hmm. At first it was like a nice little party. And they were all hoodwinked into thinking that it was going to be just la fête, you know, having a good time. Yeah. And then they, as the, as the time went on, they were in hell. They had hope. They thought they were going to go traveling, dancing together. It was going to be one big party on the move. And then life had a different plan for them. Spiked their drinks. And they, they all got high, high on too much life. They OD'd on life. The Dean on the breath of life psyche I That's really, That's I, I'm
1: really impressed I really admire your ability to have like enough emotional resistance to be able to come up with this stuff because I think that you're completely right and it's really put me in my place of just, like, being <laughs> Sorry, really no. angry um I do I, you know and I, I can see that and I can see Gaspar Noé's very like obviously very unhappy feelings towards life I'm not sure. Not sure why. I mean, like we all suffer differently, yeah. don't we? I'm not, I, you know, I'm not in a position Either to judge Even an existential crisis. Someone's, yeah. I
0: think. I really think so. Because also, if you think of irreversible, you know, uh, there, there's so many scenes that look like that. I mean, People are going I just, through the. There are. You know? I just,
1: and I know that you say that he, mm. you know, he's probably not coming from a position of misogyny, but it's still mis- it, the outcome is still misogynistic. Mm. Women suffer more. They are just in his. Maybe films. it's not intended, but that's the outcome. That's the outcome. Yeah. yeah, that's and, true. Um, that's true. And then you know, and I just feel. But I mean, okay. So which I want you to know what you think. Cause yeah. This is probably the last one because we're going to be picked <laughs> out any minute. Um, which can, if you if you know every mm. uh, director has a you know a, a, is in the film in some way, whether they're the camera or you know the main character or whatever. Yeah. Who do you think uh, Gaspar Noé is in the film? I think he's the little 10. I think he's the um, I think he's the guy who uh, is talking who fucks everybody. Right. And then at the end of the film, he gets rejected by everyone.
0: Oh, and I see. Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I, that's a big game. Because I really,
1: yeah, because I really, oh. I didn't, you know, like I was sort of, it, it, it was almost peaceful because all of these, actually, you know, it's funny that it's called climax because all, all of the really terrible stuff happens like, in the middle and all of the really, like, amazing stuff happens in the beginning. So I suppose it's sort yeah. of a, it's a premature ejaculation, um, wow. which uh, doesn't surprise me and um yes, uh, might not be that great in bed yeah i don't think that's
0: positive like great
1: in bed i mean oh we should always give um, we should always give our directors a score in bed a hypothetical score in bed um but yeah i really no, I, I don't
0: i don't think he's good either i think i give him no, maybe a two yeah but um poor thing um i really like your interpretation that he's the guy yeah he that tries it on thing. with everybody he brags and brags yeah it's a little troll. And the film,
1: and the, But the film world's always rejecting him. Like, oh, and man. he gets shut out. I mean, and the women get together in the exactly. end. Wow. And I what was know. the. Yeah, women, you know, the women get together, which is actually quite a nice ending for a, a Gaspar Noé film. But, um, they, you know, there was that advertising campaign kind of, so so of you true. hated all my other films, now come and hate this. You know, And actually, people don't, everyone really likes it. But, um, That's so interesting. I was, I did really identify with that, yeah. you know, that there are these like horrendous things happening. But sometimes, like being rejected, is just as horrendous as the most horrendous, like wow. you know, death-filled experiences of your life. Un- unimaginable things can happen, but being told, like, go away, you can't be in this room with us, is,
0: is sometimes just the most, the most yeah. ego destroying. Mm-hmm. And maybe if he is really in that position of that guy, mm-hmm. which actually I can see him now that you say yeah, that. He makes can, me feel a little bit more friendly towards him. Maybe maybe it's possible that because he's like that, he then uses those that objectifying gaze to seek, seek out a kind of revenge on those yeah. Who, yeah. who excluded him. I mean, it'll obviously, if if it's true and if he just genuinely harbor misogynistic feelings, then that's kind of inexcusable, obviously. But no, I really like your interpretation that that's his... The, the kind of central basis mm. of his character is situated in that guy. Yeah. It makes
1: sense. Also, of course, he's the initial creepy voice behind the cameras. Yeah, he
0: is. The <laughs> he is. Yeah, that makes sense too. So he's a, he's directing us from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Mm. It's so true. It, 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 see, because of the it's, the opening scene is all their kind. Of, is it like the audition tape? Yeah, it seems
1: like it. I would love
0: to go back and rewatch all of that. Yeah, I would. Go, I would rewatch this one. Well. Yeah, yeah, me too. I thought it was
1: beautiful. Right from that opening scene with the books on one side and the VHS yeah, tapes on the other cool. side, it was pretty. It's amazing. Very nineties. It's very
0: nineties, but it's,
1: it's like it's definitely <laughs> his best film. Yeah, I agree. Think? I
0: agree. I think it's his best one too. Um, yeah, and I'm saying that as a massive fan. Of his. And I'm saying that as, yeah. as a sure. that kind of hater. So I think this is a really interesting convo. Yeah. So I
1: mean, we were saying before we started recording, I was, you know, Mary was saying it's interesting that you want to come, you want that I chose this film. Actually. Yeah, you did, actually. It was, it was your, your idea. Film. But just because hate I a, hate a guy doesn't no. mean I'm not going to come You're see You're a Cinefile, so you'll see I'll what's see after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I probably don't hate him. He's just, I find him very, I find him a very challenging person. I find, yeah, I find it all very challenging. But it's, <laughs> it's there to challenge people like me, isn't it? Like, yeah. With,
0: well, yeah, I mean, and you, know, and you can tell that he's, you know, there's these scenes where he's, uh, deliberately inserting those very quite problematic conversations about oh, yeah. the, the way men talk about women, but actually, as oh, they go yeah. on,
1: when you see this, by the way, there is this moment where these two guys talking about you know going in in women without lubricant is the main is the main like gist of the conversation, yeah. which I didn't know was a thing. And uh, Mary turned to me and went, "They're both." Virgins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only virgins talk like that. Yeah, like it's true. R- people who have no idea how sex works.
1: <laughs> it was really, it was really well scripted. I don't. Does he usually write his own stuff? I don't know.
0: That's the thing. I'm, I'm curious to research what he's done should, here. Yeah, we should, we should
1: look this up and yeah. talk about it <laughs> <laughs> some more. Because I found other Gaspar Novi films. I found the dialogue so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I just almost couldn't concentrate, whereas this, I, I was like waiting for it's that more dialogue this was really yeah. good. yeah. Oh,
0: nice.
1: Yeah. I thought it was really yeah.
0: good. Oh. oh, sorry. Pardon me, we're, uh, we're just, um, I think we're, <laughs> we're in a cinema right now. Yeah, and they really want us to leave. <laughs> yeah, I think we're getting our, all the clues that we need to go soon, so apologies. If you stuck it out this far, thanks for listening. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Um, And uh, And uh, let us know.
1: Let us know what you think of the film. Yeah,
0: yeah. Please give us some reviews of it. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Okay, we are recording our part two to our reaction to Gaspar Noé's climax. Um, And uh, Mary um,
1: Mary called/texted me almost immediately after we finished recording part one and said, "I have more things to say. We're gonna have to."
0: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It it was um it's it's a strange one to kind of reflect on again because we had such strong reactions coming out of it and the film really stayed with both of us and yeah. it, it's so thought provoking.
1: It is so thought provoking, and I think uh, for for myself, I'm definitely I've definitely calmed down since uh, my initial emotional response to it, mm. and uh, I do think it is. I have been telling everyone to go and see it. I think it's incredible. I think it's his best film. I think it's the best horror film of 2018 I agree which uh, I've been waiting for and it's almost over so thank god yeah um, and you know because a lot of the horror films that we, you know I've been persuaded to go and see I wasn't very impressed by and this is yeah this works for me on all levels and I think it's a really well crafted well constructed film I think it's great
0: yeah I completely agree I love that the, the concept is so simple but it, mm-hmm. it really packs a punch <laughs> yeah
1: I think we were saying that you know it's a lot of Gaspar Noé's previous films. They're not the concept is not simple. The form is not simple. That's right. It's actually quite complicated. And whereas this one is is a very very simple story, but with so many layers and references and so much. It seems like a really well researched film. It seems like a really well crafted film, really well built film. And it's got it has a lot more depth than I've previously felt Gaspar Noé's films had.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: Yeah. Tell me, tell your new
0: theories for for climax. Well, I mean, initially, like like I said in the first part, or first first reaction to it when we were recording in the cinema, what struck me was all the kind of I guess hidden references to ancient Greek mythology, with obviously the character of Psyche and how uh, in the original um, text. Psyche falls in love with Eros. Initially, she's um, a, she's a mortal. She's a very beautiful woman, a mortal woman who uh, inspires the ire of Aphrodite. Aphrodite is jealous because Psy- Psyche um, is admired by all the men and Aph- Aphrodite resents her for uh, her beauty. So she um, brings Eros along and um, they have a conspiracy that he will... Turn uh, He he will cast a spell on Psyche so that she will fall in love with um, the most hideous of men. And then it turns out that Eros himself falls in love with Psyche. Um, And he has a condition and he commands her to never look directly upon him. Uh, Psyche's jealous sisters trick her into disobeying Eros and she does gaze upon him, which causes him to leave her. And so she's left in a state of... Uh, abandonment um, and missing her beloved, and she goes on this search to to reconnect with him again. And her search also leads her to the underworld. So she has, in a sense, she she really connects with the initial, the original ancient Greek um, conception of the soul, which is you know the breath of life, what animates us. This idea that our drive to, to to live the you know the, the will to live takes us to the very highs and the very lows falling in love and then losing love and then you know feeling lost and searching endlessly so in a sense um it's not merely a romantic tale between two people. It's really about the individual drive. It's really about psyche is, is, is our, you know, it's, it's, our state, it's a state of mind. It's the breath of life. It's what animates us is the soul. So really, initially, I, I thought, yeah, okay, so this is a very nihilistic film about the German girl being called Psyche, and she's the one who secretly spikes the sangria, and causes everyone to bad trip. Gaspar Noé is telling us that we're unwittingly getting fucked up on life and then, you know, being reduced to uh, a a pile of mess on the floor while life dances away and mocks us, you know, like this kind of thing. But but then I had this other idea, which (laughs) this is a little bit bonkers. It's probably completely wrong, but because when I saw the trailer... The trailer is a very is very odd, it, it kind of feels like, there, there's a lot of references to the French flag, um, to France, to partying, I can't really pin it down, like it seems really deliberately um, sort of confusing, which I did like, very eccentric, but it felt almost like a kind of political campaign because there were so many signifiers of the French state. And I thought, why, why is the French flag so prominent in the film? What's the reference to France because if you remember the the woman who's the mother in the film, you know the, and in a way the mother figure, the one with the kid, in her audition tape, there's so many she makes so many references to the French state, how France has given us so much and, and France has given us culture and music and has educated us and has given us so many gifts, you know and there's, there''s it's very patriotic and it's kind of nationalistic. and I wondered whether, this whole film climax, whether it also plays on the political front in the sense that here's Germany who, who, you know, in in the German dancer, in the form of the German dancer, and what if if she represents the European Union, Germany being the driving force of the EU, and then this corrupt character in the story secretly spikes everybody's drinks you know, maybe through the EU ideology and then causes everyone to break down and everyone's just having a massive crisis and it's all a big joke. So it's a very Eurosceptic film. I'm not suggesting that Gaston Noé is like a Nigel Farage figure or anything like that.
1: But I have to say that having having had my low straight after this film, and yeah. having experienced my high in the middle of this, you know, the beginning of this film when it, you know, it does make you, so energized yeah i
0: have
1: to say that i've you know it's so all i've always been slightly confused by the idea of of a nihilistic director in an, in any sense doesn't make sense to me someone you know who like you can't be that much of a nihilist if you continue on you know if you yeah. if you continue to work if you continue to create and i do think that mm. that idea of the psyche you know being um, being high and then being low again and then, and then finding peace is really reflected in this film. Absolutely. Just my personal experience of it. Absolutely. You, you know, you're really high at the beginning, you're really low at the end. I felt very peaceful the next day, you
0: know? Wow, that's and, a really interesting um, insight. Yeah,
1: and I, do, I just think that, and, you know, sort of similar to Lars von Cheer in that sense of, of making something that's actually very cathartic And I find Lars von Trier's films really peaceful as well. I know they come from a place of of depression, and oh yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, um, he's a secret like you know optimist. I think.
0: Yeah, Yeah, Um, I agree. I agree. Someone who
1: believes that you know pain can't, you know, pleasure can't exist without pain. But I agree with that too. You know. Yeah. I think. uh, I think what. I think uh, a lot of people don't like horror and won't like this film because they don't they don't um, enjoy that that low feeling yeah. that they have at the moment of watching it. They don't enjoy they don't enjoy that feeling at all. But that feeling, I started watching horror movies in a period of extreme depression, and mm. I used to really rely on that on the, that feeling in contrast to how I felt after I'd survived it. You know, after I'd finished it, and it was I was still okay. Mm. So I find, you know, I will easily put climax in one of my favorite horror films because yeah. it makes me feel okay in the end, and that's I consider horror films a bit of a form of therapy.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I would, I wouldn't add any of Gaspar Noé's other films. No, I'd definitely <laughs> add climax to that list.
0: I agree. I I'm up
1: there with Antichrist and
0: yeah, and,
1: yeah, Martyrs. I, I just, I, it's right there with those films.
0: I love what you've just said here. I, I think you're absolutely correct. It's almost like climax fits into this kind of surprising category of really harrowing viewings that, uh-huh. in the end, bring about some form of satisfaction because you're kind of through the process of spectatorship. We're all going on this kind of uh, journey of confronting something, kind of flexing a psychological muscle, Um but then there's some release to it. There's, it's it's, it's, it's like you said, it's cathartic. It's like liberating to kind yeah. of, it, you know, sort of in a way expunge your own mind, uh, of something that maybe otherwise might not have been that accessible. So the film material is kind of allowing that to emerge in a much more liberated way. And maybe in a, in a kind of non-threatening way because it's just the film. Exactly. Yeah, I think that I didn't realize
1: that until you just said that. But that is exactly what I use. Well, I mean, that's what we we all use films. Oh
0: yeah, films. me included. Kind of films Absolutely.
1: Films. And uh, that's definitely what. I, that's what I think a good horror film is.
0: Absolutely.
1: That's what, that's what I'm searching for when I go and see horror films. Is that that ex- ex- the permission to work through something that would be overwhelming in real life, and that, that I feel that it I feel that it's great standing for all of those things and you know from my reaction that I definitely had there was definitely a lot of those scenes in that film
0: yeah that
1: I needed to personally work through it Mm. really
0: confronted
1: all of my biggest fears you know being too high being unable to leave the party
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah 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 And, and and actually I've had a bit of a kind of change of heart too since our first reaction because initially I was convinced that it was purely a pessimistic nihilistic uh, you know sort of story about how life is just some uh like gutter snipe character in the in the story that's like taking the piss and, and 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 kind of almost like a psychopath actually life is some psychopath villain who's torturing you just for the just for the hell of it for no apparent reason with no with you know it's kind of mean it's like senseless sen- a senseless crime. Uh, but actually, having reflected on it more, I am more in agreement with you in the sense that life is just uh, this kind of thing where it's not just, it should not, it and it, it should not and it ought not just comprise the bad stuff. It's actually, it's actually much more about a process where the subject is confronted with the best and the worst, but there's always a degree of, You know, it it requires a degree of courage and acceptance of the absurd. It's kind of like very existential. And it reminds me of um, the theories of Albert Camus, you know, and and, and absurdism, this thing where we're constantly faced with absurd, horrible injustices all the time. Like he gives the example of war, um, where there's so many horrific things happening that, you know. It, it it would be perfectly logical for a person to even consider suicide. Like that's how dark it can get. But that uh, he said he said something along the lines of um, I mean this is Albert Camus. He said that actually courage is in comes in some kind of abs- uh, absurd acceptance uh, where it's kind of like yeah you're going through a lot of stuff but you keep working through it you keep pushing through it and that in a, that in itself is like actually a tremendous achievement that you can even do that and so that's okay and that's okay and that requires a great deal of philosophical strength and integrity and so in a way like that that comes out in this film you know and it's like I like all the twists um and you you remarked something really interesting like you noticed that uh with the psyche character like when uh initially we see her just before everybody bad trips, and she's talking to her girlfriend. What was it that you said again? It was that. Oh, just that her. Girl, I think I. i
1: maybe I'm making this up, but I think her girlfriend is saying, "Look at me, look at me." Yeah. Look at me, and she won't, which is a strange reversal on that that Greek myth. Yeah.
0: Of you
1: know not being if, uh, not being able to look at the person that you love that you are in yeah. and I found her a really a really interesting character as well, the girlfriend. Um, yeah. Because you know she does sort of she survives the entire experience by like grasping at love and affection for, you know, wherever, wherever she does. And when she does finally find it, it's with, um, the Sophia Batella, the, 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 that's right. The, the sort of leader of this, of this troop. But, yeah. um, that was really interesting to me that one, that sort of one half of this couple is say it's sadistic and the other half kind of survives by pursuing, pursuing love.
0: I that's think. right. That's right. Yeah, that's so true that's so true and so it's kind of playing on that myth but it's like subverting it a little bit and it is. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i um, like that
1: sort of you know and that is the thing with eros and psyche you know one one character sort of personifies love and another is uh, more complicated than that; is more complex and darker
0: that's and right that sort of
1: personifies uh, well suffering i suppose in a way
0: yeah because um, in the, the original
1: love really that love is
0: you know 90% of the time yeah that's right and I I like the fact that it's kind of a revisiting of that tale and working it out in a different way where originally Psyche was kind of just ultimately seen as a benevolent character uh very positive a trooper she um didn't you know certainly went through a lot of dark darkness and a lot of loss and abandonment but um, here I feel like in, in climax, it's highlighting a potential that the the psyche character always had in the original story, which is that there's actually, um, almost like a kind of, there's a malevolent force to it as well. You know, like life can, life can get really rough, really rough and really unjust and unfair. And it's like, and actually it's the Eros that, um. What we're all kind of looking for, which is not necessarily just the romantic liaison, the erotic love, but it's actually what turns us on, what animates us, what drives us—you know, the the um the driving force of why we get up in the morning, our our, our motivations—and um, that ultimately, it is this kind of interesting, in you know. Uh, dance in a sense of, of these life forces. Um, and actually, you know, speaking of the dance scenes, like I just loved, I loved, um, the, the kind of tracking shots of the camera and the overhead shots of people dancing. And, and then that kind of was always, there, there were so many, uh, match cuts to the overhead shot of the sangria bowl where, there's like bits of fruit kind of floating in in, in um in the sangria in the, in the spiked sangria, and and it reminded me a lot of the top of the dancers' heads also, like kind of in a circle circle dancing. They they looked like they were like uh, bobbing along in this st- yeah. in the st- you know in the in in, in in spiked in the spiked drink you know they're stewing in LSD, <laughs>
1: bouncing off the sides
0: yeah exactly exactly i love those match cuts and i think he's he's very good at that he he's very um he's got a very precise aesthetic style which i really appreciate even in the midst of chaos yeah there's something there's some pattern that emerges i love his use of colors and lighting um it's very imaginative very very imaginative well
1: he's always been a you know a amazingly competent visual
0: director. yeah yeah this
1: is really the first time for me that his that the sort of cerebral side is matched up with the visual side where there's been as much inside as there has been outside
0: that's right and, that's right I think, yeah uh,
1: you were saying that it's you know you're kind of interested to go back because we were talking about how this Film features Psyche, and the previous film was called Love. And you know, you're yeah. interested to go back and see his back catalogue, and I think I am as well, because I think when a director makes a really
0: great mm. film,
1: it makes it makes their previous films better, just by you know trying to look, look back and understand what piece of the process
0: that was that's you know? right yeah, yeah yeah that's so true it, it makes one curious about as you say the process that the artistic journey that the director is on but also w- what are their pro- preoccupations like what are they obsessed with and it keeps coming back abortion abortion <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly and it's like it's a really interesting and in a way like in climax with the whole question of abortion and everything. Um, there is that scene where the girl who we we, we later find out is actually pregnant. Um, don't they have like a little uh, a chat initially with Selva? She does. She has a little chat initially with Selva where they're debating whether um, the kid is being raised in a healthy environment and uh-huh. they suspect that, you know, um, potentially it's actually a, it's a maybe precarious situation that the kid's exposed to things that maybe he shouldn't be and it's it's kind of like a debate about life itself, you know. Like, do, is it worth even living here? You know, like there's too many, there's it's too corrupt. Is it moral to bring life into this world? So it's not, it, it's not like I'm not saying that Gaspar yes, Noé is some kind of like anti-choice kind of person or anything like that. It's like, I don't think he really cares about. Effective, affecting some kind of point or argument in the abortion debate, it's much more like maybe generalized in terms of the the grander philosophy of, of of living. You know what makes things worth worth it while we're here. Um, yeah, I guess yeah. there
1: definitely there is a lot. There is obviously a lot to that preoccupation, but I still maintain that he just can't think of any other storylines for. Women. Yeah. <laughs>
0: He definitely needs to broaden his horizons. I agree. Yeah,
1: I think so. Needs to, I don't know. Jordan said, when Jordan uh, had, to, my friend Jordan had to stop watching Irreversible the other night, yeah. um, and uh, she messaged me and said, has he met any women? And I was like, I'm pretty sure he's surrounded by them, actually, which is what makes it more surprising. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe, I don't know, maybe he was like an unattractive teenager.
0: You know? I, I keep going back to your interpretation of him being the kid who gets rejected or gets locked out of intimate yeah, moments.
1: The, um, the, well, he's, I, I mean, he, he is actually always in his films as a, his avatar is always a, a guy with a shaved head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, in, in, in all his films. Yeah. I mean. And uh, so that guy must, it must, that must have been. That know, must that have been him. In the Adidas talk must have been his yeah. representation, and I did find that really interesting. That while everyone else had been like, other everyone else had like very visceral body horror, you know, nightmares. His his nightmare was being, yeah, was being was people keep telling him to go away. That's and right. They all, he gets sexually rejected and romantically rejected, and and just just socially rejected, and it, it breaks him, and it's hot, and it's 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 just complete it just destroys him, yeah, and uh, I found that really. I, I don't know I just I immediately thought, oh that must be that must be your your nightmare and your yeah. your your
0: representation that's his so. cross to bear. that's how he feels, probably um, at his core, that he's maybe locked out of some kind of connection shared by other people. And yeah. in a way, maybe that is also a very. Maybe that is what attracted him to the Psyche myth, because, you know, she she, she Psyche was locked out of mm-hmm. of of being connected to the one she loved. She was the one who felt uh, FOMO, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, it's so weird that we were discussing FOMO just for that film,
0: and
1: <laughs> you know, really what that film is.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Um, yeah, and that that Psyche that Psyche myth is is a strange and interesting one because it's mm. someone who. Um, I don't know, it's just like is has lose his love because they can't they can't meet someone's impossibly high condition.
0: That's right.
1: Um
0: yeah. Uh, yeah
1: it's uh, and I guess he feels, you know, as a maybe as a director, he does you know, I know that people like him are, you know, are supposed to be these like enfant terrible you know, mm. people that don't care, but it must be it must, you know, be very ego destroying to be criticised
0: all the time. i know all the time yeah Yeah. and not to be taken seriously like oh you know even even i was guilty of that my first response when i walked out of there was oh he's he's such a troll even though i loved it i still use that word and i take actually take it back now having thought of it and reflected on it more i wouldn't classify it like that now I think that's after yeah. Rushing
1: into the void, I thought that he, I, I just thought that he was an idiot, <laughs> and uh, I do. I take that back now as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love. Sorry. I love this. I love how this is kind of like you know uh, such a kind of um, these part this part two thing that we're doing. It's, it feels very kind of mature and very heartfelt. I love it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because last, last two days ago we were like grading him badly on his imaginary performance.
0: <laughs> oh <effect>. yeah, <laughs> which I still think we should do in the future, I still like that idea. <laughs> yeah, we'll do
1: that with every director
0: whose films we watch. Yeah, we will, we yeah. promise. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, that was really interesting and thanks for joining me on speakerphone. And I'm glad we got to say all those additional things about it.
1: Um yeah. yeah, me too. I think it won't always be necessary but sometimes when you have a film that is as emotional and as provoking as yeah. film, it is a good idea to do it to look at it twice.
0: I but agree. I'd like,
1: like to see it again. Actually. Me
0: too. I wanna to see it again. And as yeah. you know, as we both commented, the soundtrack is fantastic and it is on Spotify, so um oh, yeah. it's, it's really worth yeah, it's kind of it's kind of great. And I and I think it's a measure of a great film when it sticks in your mind like a like a little brain worm and it makes you think and it's prov- thought provoking and you do wanna to return to it and discuss it. So we, we, rec- we recommend everyone listening to go and see it in the cinema if they can. It's a real experience for the senses.
1: It is, and if you have seen it already, then get in touch with us and let us know. Yeah, we would love to debate you on Instagram, Twitter,
0: absolutely. Please get in touch with us and, and and talk about us, talk with us about this film. We're, we, as you can see, we love it, so uh, we're looking forward to hearing other views as well.
1: Oh, oh, so we have a Twitter now. We didn't mention it in our last in our last few episodes because we didn't have it, but now we have a Twitter.
0: Yeah, it's uh, at it it's at Projections Pod.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah. Uh, you can follow us there, and of course on Instagram as well. Great.
1: Okay.
0: I think I think we said. I think we finally said all the all the. I think there, so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel complete. Okay. Well. <laughs> Thanks, bye. Sarah. Bye.